This is Everyday Light, a perfectly imperfect reading of the One Year Daily Bible. I'm Molly, a fellow pilgrim on the road to the kingdom, and it is a joy to have you traveling this journey with me, with the Word of God as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Welcome. This is the one year Bible reading for September 10th, and we are in Isaiah in the Old Testament, starting in chapter 6 this morning with a very famous um, revelation from God to Isaiah. In the year King Uzziah died, I, Isaiah, saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Hovering around him were mighty seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with the remaining two they flew. In a great chorus they sang, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Now there's only one other place in scripture where we hear the Lord called holy three times, and that's in Revelation 4-7. And in each time it is stated by angelic beings to the person who is receiving uh, the revelation from the Lord. And repetition implies emphasis, but triple repetition in the Hebrew implies um, a state of completion or absoluteness. So it's as if these angels, who are the only ones being so close to the Lord who fully understand this, are able to reveal this to humans that the Lord alone is holy. He is set apart, perfect. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. The glorious singing shook the temple to its foundations and the entire sanctuary was filled with smoke. Then I said, my destruction is sealed for I am a sinful man and I am a member of a sinful race. Yet I have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew over to the altar and he picked up a burning coal with a pair of tongs. He touched my lips with it and said, See, this coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom should I send as a messenger to my people? Who will go for us? And I said, Lord, I'll go. Send me. And he said, Yes, go. But tell my people this. You will hear my words, but you will not understand. You will see what I do, but you will not perceive its meaning. Harden the hearts of these people, close their ears and shut their eyes. That way they will not see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn to me for healing. Then I said, Lord, how long must I do this? And he replied, until their cities are destroyed with no one left in them, until their houses are deserted and the whole country is an utter wasteland. Do not stop until the Lord has sent everyone away to distant lands and the entire land of Israel lies deserted. Even if only a tenth, a remnant, survive, it will be invaded again and burned. Israel will remain a stump, like a tree that is cut down, but the stump will be a holy seed that will grow again. During the reign of Ahaz, son of Jotham and grandson of Uzziah, Jerusalem was attacked by King Rezin of Aram and King Pekah of Israel, the son of Remaliah. The city withstood the attack, however, and was not taken. 
The news had come to the royal court. Aram is allied with Israel against us. So the hearts of the king and his people trembled with fear, just as trees shake in a storm. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out to meet King Ahaz, you and your son, Shear Jasob. You will find that the, the king at the end of the aqueduct that feeds water into the upper pool, near the road leading to the field where cloth is bleached. Tell him to stop worrying. Tell him he doesn't need to fear the fierce anger of those two burnt-out embers, King Rezin of Aram and Pekah, son of Remaliah. Yes, the kings of Aram and Israel are coming against you. They are saying, I will invade Judah and throw its people into panic. Then we will fight our way into Jerusalem and install the son of Tabeel as Judah's king. But this is what the sovereign Lord says. This invasion will never happen because Aram is no stronger than its capital, Damascus. And Damascus is no stronger than its king, Rezin. As for Israel, within 65 years it will be crushed and completely destroyed. Israel is no stronger than its capital, Samaria. And Samaria is no stronger than its king, Pekah, son of Remaliah. You do not believe me? If you want me to protect you, learn to believe what I say. Not long after this, the, son, the Lord sent this message to King Ahaz. Ask me for a sign, Ahaz, to prove that I will crush your enemies as I have promised. Ask for anything you like and make it as difficult as you want. But the king refused. No, he said, I wouldn't test the Lord like that. Then Isaiah said, listen well, you royal family of David. You aren't satisfied to exhaust my patience. You exhaust the patience of God as well. All right, then, the Lord himself will choose the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. God is with us. By the time this child is old enough to eat curds and honey, he will know enough to choose what is right and reject what is wrong. But before he knows right from wrong, the two kings you fear so much, the kings of Israel and Aram, will both be dead. The Lord will bring a terrible curse on you, your nation, and your family. You will soon experience greater terror than has been known in all the years since Solomon's empire was divided into Israel and Judah. The mighty king of Assyria will come with his great army. In that day, the Lord will whistle for the army of Upper Egypt and for the army of Assyria. They will swarm around you like flies. Like bees, they will sting and kill. They will come in vast hordes, spreading across the whole land. They will settle into the fertile areas and also in the desolate valleys, caves, and thorny places. In that day, the Lord will take this razor, these Assyrians you have hired to protect you, and use it to shave off everything, your land, your crops, and your people. When they finally stop plundering, a farmer will be fortunate to have a cow and two sheep left. The few people still left in the land will live on curds and wild honey, because that is all the land will produce. In that day, the lush vineyards, now worth as much as a thousand pieces of silver, will become patches of briars and thorns. The entire land will be one vast briar patch, a hunting ground overrun by wildlife. No one will go to the fertile hillsides where the gardens once grew, for briars and thorns will cover them. Cattle, sheep, and goats will graze there. Second Corinthians 11, starting in verse 16. 
Once again, I don't, don't think that I, Paul, have lost my wits to talk like this, but even if you Corinthians do, listen to me, as you would to a foolish person, while I also boast a little. Such bragging is not something the Lord wants, but I am acting like a fool. And since others boast about their human achievements, I will too. After all, you, who think you are so wise, enjoy listening to fools. You put up with it when they make you their slaves, take everything you have, take advantage of you, put on airs, and slap you in the face. I'm ashamed to say that we were not strong enough to do that. But whatever they dare to boast about, I'm talking like a fool again, I can boast about it too. They say they are Hebrews, do they? So am I. And they say they are Israelites, so am I. And they are descendants of Abraham, so am I. They say they serve Christ. I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more. I have worked harder, been put in jail more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jews gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and day adrift at sea. I have traveled many weary miles. I have faced danger from flooded rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the stormy seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be Christians, but are not. I have lived with weariness and pain and sleepless nights. Often I have been hungry and thirsty and have gone without food. Often I have shivered with cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then besides all this, I have the daily burden of how the churches are getting along. Who is weak without fe my feeling that weakness? Who led astray and I do not burn with anger? If I must boast, I would rather boast about the things that show how weak I am. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, who is to be praised forever, knows I tell the truth. When I was in Damascus, the governor under King Aretas kept guards at the city gates to catch me, but I was lowered in a basket through a window in the city wall, and that's how I got away. Psalm 54. Come with great power, O God, and rescue me. Defend me with your might. O God, listen to my prayer. Pay attention to my plea. For strangers are attacking me. Violent men are trying to kill me. They care nothing for God. But God is my helper. The Lord is the one who keeps me alive. My enemies' plans for evil be turned against them. Do as, your, as you promised and put an end to them. I will sacrifice a voluntary offering to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For you rescue me from my troubles and help me to triumph over my enemies. Proverbs 23, 1-3 when dining with a ruler, pay attention to what is put before you. If you are a big eater, put a knife to your throat and don't desire all the delicacies. Deception may be involved. And to end today, we're going to um, have a blessing. And this one from Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. 
May the Lord reveal his goodness and kindness today. May you enjoy an intimate personal relationship with him. He's right here with you and for you. When you start to strive, may you instead pause, look up, and acknowledge his presence in your life. You are never alone, never out of his care. Everything he has is yours. You lack no good thing. Walk in faith today. That that line, look up, just struck me. I was um, had some free time yesterday and I find myself when I have free time, sometimes staring at a screen, and I took the time to just look up, and it was so refreshing just looking at the sky. Um, and uh, so that strikes me today. I hope it's a day that you can notice the beauty of the world and of the Lord. Love you all.